How you doing? Welcome to another strange edition of this strange life. Are we, are we still doing the intros? <laughs> what number are we on now, Mickey? It must be 62, uh, 63. 63. Yeah. I was thinking today, actually, we've had 63 episodes and no, like, technical glitches. Like, I would have thought, like, by now we would have lost don't a show. Don't say that. Yeah, I've just, I've just jinxed us. Don't it? say oh, things shit. like that. <laughs> or at least touch the wooden table we yeah, have here at the check-in 99. Mm. Are you are you superstitious? Like, um, do you throw salt over your shoulder and all that bollocks and <laughs> not walk under ladders? And well, I think things happen for a reason, Mickey. Mm. You know, um, sometimes if I'm about to send an email and the document won't attach or um, internet just goes suddenly out, I think to myself, I wasn't supposed to send that and then yeah. I sit down and happen I, for a reason lots of things like that you know <laughs> often you have bad luck which you know turns into good luck should get, should get some beers out what what, what beer do you want I've got Chang and Leo oh um, if you're listening Chang I, I have a, a can of your um, superior blend <laughs> we're still looking for sponsorships by the way yeah. Um, so yeah t- today this is a bit of a host hang and I, I do like these shows because we get to just shoot the shit between the three of us and we you know because w- when do you get to sit down with mates and just have a chat not very often right well I don't once a week yeah once a week every exactly. Sunday yeah oh so you've just been for a nice Sunday roast right yeah what was the name of the place now it's Heretes Heretes yeah. it used to be called a Dubliner um, mm. but they do a two ninety five roast and they throw in a free pint or a free glass of wine mm. now i'm a bit of a cheapskate i must admit <laughs> and i go around bank bangkok looking for the best deals for for foreign food and that's probably the best roast deal and mm. if you're looking for breakfast um i'd probably go for the uh the kiwi pub on, on site eight. eight right and okay. they have that uh list of items that you tick off I like seven that seven for one yeah. nine nine bar. Yeah, because I normally get like six, six, six goes of bacon. Yeah, <laughs> you allowed coffee. to do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mickey, how, how, does your wife uh, actually like the falang food? So if you go out to like a Sunday roast or something like that, does she yeah. does she eat that? Or? Yeah, she will. Yeah, she likes it. And um, say like like we've just been to Wahin. We stayed at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. Wahin, which was lovely, and it was only like two thousand five hundred baht a night, which was really good. It's a five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, they're like the breakfasts we have there. Mm-hmm. She, she'll she take some bacon and some uh, eggs and that kind of stuff. But she will, like, well, is, is, have you ever been to, to, like, a buffet with a Thai person? They get their fucking money's worth. Like, <laughs> really, yeah. really. She'll go back for thirds and fourths, so she'll have the English stuff, and then she'll go back for the noodles, and then she'll have a, you know, a... a an omelette and, <laughs> and then go back for fruit and then have cakes and <laughs> it's like well, they love these all you can eat um korean style um, yeah, uh, barbecue buffet things as well yeah i mean people feel that, that somehow they're cheating the system don't yeah. they and people yeah. like to feel like they're cheating the system mm. they walk they, they think if it's uh 299 all you can eat they can they can definitely do 303 yeah worth of food <laughs> Yeah, 303 bars. But it's funny because there's all sorts of signs everywhere that you're going to be fined 1,000 baht if you, if take, you leave if anything. You take, no, if you take food out. So people <laughs> must be turned up with boxes and shit and filling yeah, them up the doggy and try to, try to sneak <laughs> them out. But why not? I mean, Jesus Christ. These places earn enough, don't they? Yeah, they have a really big buffet place right off, uh, right across the street from Central Bangna. It's a Kore- Korean all-you-can-eat yeah. buffet. And... Uh, I try and pound as much as you can because I mean yeah. they they get you because they have the, the 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 stuff you cook, but then they also have the already cooked stuff. So what they want you to do is they want you to eat the cooked stuff so that you leave the, the you know the expensive stuff like the meats alone. Yeah. And the stuff that they cook is actually pretty good. The, is it not one of those where they cook it on the table in front? Yeah, of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's half the stuff that they cook in the back, and they they have it in the steam warmers. Right. Okay. And then they have the frozen or the meats where you can cook yourself. Yeah. So I, you know, of course you're like, wow, this stuff looks good. So yeah. you go around on the cooked stuff, and you're like, oh man. I came here to eat barbecue, and you're already full by the time, so yeah. you only get a little bit of the barbecue's worth. Well, Koreatown, 
uh, you know, and something that is only a few minutes uh, walk from my condo. So we we go down there quite a lot. And I'm not my 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 uh, sort of um, breadth of of taste for food is very narrow. Uh, I blame it on my mother uh, because she said, "Well, when you were young, Mike, you wouldn't eat. When you're a baby, you wouldn't eat vegetables. So we just gave up." giving you vegetables and I thought well that's not exactly great parenting there <laughs> so my I'm a typical Yorkshireman really and uh, I work with Chris a lot Chris the guy who owns this bar checking 99 Chris Cato Smith uh, shout out there and uh, like we've just been to Vietnam we've been to Vietnam twice actually and he laughs at me because they'll turn up you know we, we go to these because we're out in, we're out on industrial estates so it's local food you know There's, they've got no Farang food they've got nothing They've got no sort of depth of menu. So the other day we were there, and the, of course the first uh, course they bring out some chicken's feet, and I'm just like, I, I just can't eat that. And then the second course they bring out some like this, this some more chicken basically, but it was like it was disgusting. It was it was boiled, I think, because it was just watery and. Ugh. I had a soup last night. It had the chicken feet and it had the liver. I'm not much of a liver fan no. either, and. And, and that's like half of the meat that you have in there is the chicken feet yeah. and the liver, and I'm Ugh. putting it off to the side. And yeah, so you, they, are, are you are you good at eating like new stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been experimenting, trying a lot of different Thai food. My girlfriend <laughs> loves it because, yeah, I mean, you just never know. I mean, I, some of my foreign friends that live here, they do, they don't eat any of the street food because they're afraid yeah. they're going to get sick. I'm not bothered about that. I mean, I'll eat street food, but it's just what I can and can't eat really. Right. But it, yeah, it's annoying because Thais love it, don't they? When you eat anything mm-hmm. you know my wife she, she always ribs me when i have a friend over or something and she'll say look he can eat anything and why can't you eat anything you know because <laughs> uh they, they i don't know they, they really like you to enjoy their food and i mean her mother hates it when i go because <laughs> she just can't cook anything for me so we end up taking loads of food from home like bacon and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually asked my girlfriend yesterday when we, we went to eat at this little noodle shop underneath the Udom Sook BTS. And I was like, so if I told you, because there are some Falangs that don't eat Thai which, food. Which one? Uh, just, it's on the, I'm not really good at explaining it, but it's just a, they, they usually have the the black the black noodle soup, I think they call it or something like that. With the, and the one with the big pork bone in it. Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, so uh, let me ask you a question. If if I told you I didn't like Thai food, would you would you date me? <laughs> you just got to ask. We're already yeah. dating you, and she was like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't because I, I enjoy I enjoy eating this food. And if I if you want to eat the food that I want to eat, oh, we, we yeah. just it just wouldn't work. It can be a problem, actually. James, can you what what are you like? Can you are you pretty good at? I draw the line. At, um, I draw the line at this uh, like um, stale fish crab. Um, yeah. Spicy salad, somtam. Oh, I love somtam, um, but but not with crabs not, and shit in it. Not with the the stale fish, the black. No, um, no. Um, yeah, I like the normal somtam. Yeah, um, I yeah. can't get that near my nose. Um, but oh, oh, you know, Thais don't like cheeses and cheese and yeah. stuff like this. You know, we we eat this, some of our food smells pretty shit too. Yeah, I um, guess so. It's you know, yeah, it's the same for them, isn't it? Although my wife does like a bit of cheese. When she's sucking my cock. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. God. Edit. Edit. Smegma. Disgusting. Smegma, yeah. Hey, well, we had that story, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we've done that. We did that a few weeks ago. That well, guy that hadn't washed his penis for 20 years or something. Oh, I never... I didn't even hear that story. That Was probably I smelled here? like cheese. Yeah, I thought you, you, you floated the story. I'm sure really? you did. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a guy that hadn't... Yeah. He hadn't washed his cock for... Like twenty, he was twenty three years old and he'd never washed it basically. And they said he had smegma basically behind his foreskin. Twenty three years worth of build. Oh Mm. But how do you get it? How do you get in the shower and not uh, even just the water? Well, I I think some people have a tight foreskin, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) If there was some buildup of twenty years, he probably did. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, some people have a tight foreskin. Maybe it hurts to pull it back or something, and he. He's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one thing about... Are you circumcised? You're American. Are you circumcised? I am. Oh, yeah. Not by choice. Yeah. But I mean... So your, your parents mutilated you, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, there should be baby rights. So you know, I, every, I, everybody's getting rights nowadays. The baby should, yeah. should have some kind of rights. You know I, I, mean? I do wonder <laughs> how different sex is. Because I, I've got foreskin and, and sex is incredibly, you know, 
it's incredibly easy. Uh, for those, uh, can we talk about this stuff? When you pull your foreskin <laughs> back, basically the, you, the head of your penis is very um, sensitive because it's like a gland and it's moist and blah, blah, blah. It's disgusting, isn't it? But, <laughs> so, so when you get circumcised, all that feeling goes away, right? So is it harder to... to well, if you've been circumcised, you've got nothing to compare it to. That's exactly yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I do wonder <laughs> if... Um, any like really smart um, cosmetic surgeon has um, come up with some kind of way to rebuild the uh, the full. Sure, skin yeah, if you stretch the the penis skin. If, over. if you can have transgender and people transitioning from men to women and women to men, surely you could have a uh, a, a foreskin a foreskin implant. Yeah, in fact, should we open a shop? If not, what, 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 what <laughs> could we call it though? What could, what would the name of this business be? Um, Give me some skin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> skins are us. Uh, <laughs> in, in fact, we could take all the baby foreskins that get chopped off every year in the US and sort of bulk buy them and then stretch them. I wonder what happens to those foreskins. Dog food? H- haven't you Dog guys food? heard of people keeping like um, like parts of umbilical cords and yeah. stuff like that? Huh? Yeah. And then their mom gives it to them when they're 18 years old. <laughs> some, <laughs> <they're> pl- <laughs> some parents keep all the toenail clippings and nail oh. clippings. I've heard about that. I mean, imagine the smell of that. Oh. Disgusting. Do you ever do you ever clip your toenails and then smell the toenail? I think there's an absence of smell. Yeah, you've got quite good uh, um, flexibility there, uh, Mickey. If no, you get, you're no. getting your foot right up to your nose. Well, no, uh, but if you actually you... rub, well, I guess it really depends on how how long you've let your toenails grow. But um, yeah, sometimes that can be. It's like lint in your belly button. You know that smells. It's, I it. guess it's dead skin, is what Probably. it is. Probably. Yeah. Uh, just... I'm obsessed with smells, though. Like. Just oh, like I don't know. I'm very self conscious about smells here in Thailand because they they, the they have they yeah. they could sniff out sometime mm. on two soys over. Mm. You know what I mean? They have a really good sense of smell. At least three day th- uh, three times a day. I'm so if, I'm if, saying if, to my wife, if, "Do I smell?" And she's like, "No, no, you're all right." You know, it's, the funny thing is, now if you do smell a little bit, and sometimes you know we've gone out for a few beers and. Um, on a Friday or Saturday night, mm. and beer smells horrible mm. on people if you're not drinking. You know, mm. um, you can just mm. you get notice it straight away. Yeah. And um, taxi drivers, because I always get a taxi if I've had a beer, because I think it's impolite to sit on a BTS next to someone <laughs> if you've had a couple <laughs> of beers. Or, or the bus is a bit better with the windows open and yeah. stuff. But um, I know what you, mean. you sit in the back of a taxi, and then suddenly the drivers start going. Mm. <laughs> yeah, talk about. Making yourself conscious, right? Yeah, so I don't know if he's like trying to politely tell me that I smell, mm. or if he's trying to gauge the 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 the, the source of the smell, or, or maybe some... what I think he's just trying to be a bit polite. So maybe rather than say, "Dude, you fucking stink, get out of my car," <laughs> he's sniffing. Oh, so... there is a possibility that some, he's just got like a nervous tick or something. She's like, <laughs> maybe. No, more than once. I have more than once, and always, <laughs> never when I've not had a beer as well. So really? uh, yeah, I think. Uh, or, oh man, I think they 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 they're, they're very conscious of smells as well. Well, you've made. I'm going to be more self conscious now. That. But yeah, I I ask my wife at least uh, at least daily, at least once a day if I smell, because uh, I sweat so much, and I don't think English skin is really or white skin is really made for these parts. Do you, do you suffer with, with a lot of like Thai skin itches? Is, I, I don't think Thai skin is made for this part. So I don't think any kind of um, human being should have yeah. to live in the kind of heat we've been. Uh, for, for, yeah, for those of you suffering. outside Thailand, it is so effing hot here at the moment. It's like it's forty degrees. Feels like forty. Yeah, it feels like forty-four. Forty-four, uh, and it's unbearable. And you just wet. You 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 you're moist, aren't you? Um, all the time, basically. Before the days of electricity, what feels would, like forty five today. Forty five. Mm. <laughs> what, what what would you do without if we were sitting here without the aircon no every day? No fan. You know what I would do? I would just walk north, and I would keep yeah. walking until, until, until I found a colder into, into China or something. I found yeah. a colder climate because, dude, it's not. Um, it's not right. It's too hot. The human being shouldn't be able to do, should need to live in this yeah. kind of heat. But do you think there also could be, because uh, before they they didn't have air cons back in the 1800s and things like that. Course, they they, they survived. So do you think that maybe we are a little bit spoiled? So the fact I that we have these air cons, with, with our, our bodies are, because I mean, the, the temperature change of being outside where it feels like 45 then coming in here where it feels like 20. 
Mm. You know, it's a quick adjustment. So, I mean, like, yeah, when you have to step back out there and, you know. And yeah, you get, I, I wonder if you get used to it. But even then, you've got seasons, so it gets cold and then it gets warmer. So you never really acclimatize to anything. Yeah, but there's no real seasons mm. here in Bangkok. It's I, just, I, it's I just do, hot or hotter. Yeah, but I, I do think we're a lot w- weaker human beings than we were 50 years ago. Never mind 100 years ago. I feel like we're... we're I was thinking this well, the other day. No, I don't know. We're, we're physically bigger. And we have a better yeah. diet. I think our we resolve. Live, we I live think longer. Our personal resolve is is a lot. Dimi- is so perhaps diminished. we've got more strategies now. Um, but I mean, it would if if you were the one percent in back back in those back in the sixteen seventeen hundreds in in Southeast Asia, right? It's really hot. This climate, you would have like peasants fanning you, right? Mm. Um, oh yeah. In Egypt, um, in Egypt, the palm fronds. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I mean, I and I guess that's why they have this, um, you know, uh, kind of Buddhist um, reincarnation um, kind of deal here. That's you know, if you are if you are the guy with the fan, and you do a really good job fanning the rich dude, um, next time in the next life, you could be mm-hmm. the guy uh, being fanned or whatever. Yeah, man. Dude, I mean, if that was me, I would just fucking travel north. <laughs> yeah. I would just get out of this heat. You're right, man. Because it's You're unbearable. Right. But you, you just, how's your rash? It, it's gone away. I went, I went to the doctor and it went away. So I think it was, they say it was allergies. It might have been the heat. Okay. Like I said, I, I got my aircon actually fixed in my room and and clean that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it fixed and it went away. But yeah. I, I'm pretty oh, you sure did, you didn't have aircon for a while. Yeah, I was getting by without aircon for yeah. for a while, just the fan. But I mean, just recently, it just I don't know what it is. It's this change. It's gotten mm. even hotter, so, so I had to get yeah. it fixed. So I don't know if you guys know, but I don't use aircon at home. Mm. We we don't use it. Um, we haven't put it on for ages until the kids came. Actually, we we had uh, Oi's family over, Oi's our nieces and nephews over, so we had it on, and since then. I've started putting it on on a night because it's just, as you say, it's, it's absolutely unbearable. Um, but yeah, I, I suffer with a lot of kind of itchy sort of parts of my skin and, you know, around the tops of my legs, you know, just underneath, you kind of like balls, especially because I go running a lot. You get a lot of like chafing and rubbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. things just take longer to heal here, don't they? Yeah, they you do. get a little that. cut or a scratch. You yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, I, I do wonder how I've put up with it. So yeah, long, me too, man. You know, I mean, just being wet all the time, and yeah. and especially because I've got a professional job as well as as you guys have. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a shirt, mm-hmm. you know, at work, and you sweat on the way to work on a morning. In fact, right now I'm, I'm working full time, and I I I take a t-shirt. I put a t-shirt on for the morning commute, and then change into a shirt when I get to work because otherwise I'm just sitting in wet all day. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, wearing it. I was just talking to my coworkers like. I have to wear a tie, you know what I mean? Slacks, yeah. black shoes, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, long socks that go up, you know, my shin. And that yeah. just traps so much heat. Like, yeah. you know, like that's probably why I broke out is because, like, you know, wearing these shirts, it just, there's nowhere for the, your heat and of you your body to go. And you well, undershirt. Oh, what? Undershirt. Yeah, yeah. I wear undershirt. Cause, I don't know. Because when you, when, you, yeah, when you sweat, yeah, it just goes right through your shirt and it looks yeah. look like a greasy, you it know. It looks horrible, but but then you wonder how much hotter you are with the actual vest on there. Yeah, it's yeah. another yeah. layer on the end of the It feels like 50. It's kind of like, <laughs> verbal vest. Yeah, it's kind of like give and take, isn't it? There's some, uh, there's some happy medium somewhere, isn't it? But, but at least, you know, when you're... I remember going, I used to wear a suit and go to work in London and... Uh, when it's really cold, I used to wear um, fucking long johns, like thermal yeah. underwear, right? Yeah. Because the, the wind would just get straight to your legs. And, <laughs> but when it's, you know, when it's cold, you can put another layer on. You can. You know, you can, yeah. you can put a coat there's, on, there's put a remedial, hat on. There's a remedial action to be taken it's quite nice to feel snug in the cold yeah. and that sort of thing. But when it's this hot, you can't, you know, there's nothing you can do. I tell you what, that's the only time of year I'm really homesick is in winter. Because I just think about, as you say, uh, getting wrapped up with with a scarf on and some gloves and sitting next to a fire, open oh, fire. Yeah, well, just put your aircon on seventeen and or sixteen, and yeah. <laughs> put the blanket on. on and get some hot cocoa. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Actually, <laughs> I've, I've like a forced winter at home. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I got my aircon fixed, and now my girlfriend sleeps with the blankets. Yeah, it's like well, 
Kind of defeats the point of having an <laughs> aircon if you you know you do it because you're hot and then you use a blanket when you're sleeping. I mean, mm. I wish I wish my aircon had a decent timer actually because I put it on for 15 minutes every hour or something. I think that's enough. Mm. But I don't know. You can't really do that, can you? I'm sure there's some systems out there that are uh, that are automated, especially in this day and age. But yeah, no such system at my place. So I've been to I've been to Vietnam twice. Since we last, uh, no, no, we have recorded since, but not done a little hangout. And uh, Christ, that country is amazing. Have, have you guys been? I've been to Hanoi. You, you yeah, yeah, I've been to Hanoi and Halong Bay. Yeah, it was, it was different. The backpacking, the tourism there, and the streets are full of life and vibrancy. And I think they've got something right there. Whereas Thais seem to always want to shut it down. Don't they? they always want to like uh, kick tourists out and yeah. shut it down, and they want they want to like, take the money and then shut everything down. Come they? to Vietnam, man! I mean, Jesus Christ! That a lot of the expats forums that I'm looking at, and you know, regarding this issue, there's they're saying go to the Philippines or go to Vietnam, yeah. or even Cambodia. Because I guess it's like Thailand, like ten years ago, maybe or fifteen, or even tw- 15 maybe twenty. 20 yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Philippines definitely is twenty twenty five, but. I think Vietnam is a little bit closer. Like they said back in like the year 2000 or even or late 90s, the bot was like, or the dollar and the pound to the bot was like 50, 60. Mm. Yes. Now it's half that where it's yeah. like you're paying Western prices in, mm. in, in Thailand. And that's, that's not why people yeah. came to Thailand. They came for the beaches, the cheap, you know, the cheap living, cheap the cheap, and now it's, women. now it's like you're living in, you know, some aspects, if you live in this area, you're going out in New York City almost mm. for some of these. Yeah, I mean, if you go down some of the, uh, some of the sort of Tong Law areas, you're paying a lot for booze. Yeah. And, uh. It's like, uh, some of these Irish pubs, you're paying, you know, 250, 300 baht for a pint of Guinness. That's, that's crazy. You can $10. get it cheaper in the United States. Yeah, I went, yeah. To, I went to Soy Cowboy, I had a friend from... Australia, who I used to go to school with back in England. Yeah. And now he's a fruit farmer, picker, farmer guy in Australia. Um, a seasonal sort of backpacking fruit picking thing. No, right? he's a full-time career fucking picker. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, what, a, what a low stakes, uh, low stress career. I I'd sometimes wonder if you're in the wrong game. Just filling up boxes of fruit, you know. And, yeah, few, and that affords him the luxury yeah, to travel around and stuff. dollars a day to... Fill up a few really? boxes. Wow. Um, so we went because he doesn't get out much. He lives in the, you know the outback and uh, just by himself on a farm. So yeah, and it's full of inbreds out go, there. Go a little bit crazy. <laughs> the bogans. So, <laughs> yeah. so we took him down to you know the the the, the zone of Bangkok and soy cowboy. Went mm-hmm. into two places. Did you go one, into one, the long gun yeah. has this. Uh, <laughs> The long gun has <laughs> sounds sounds it sounds, sounds, worse sounds like than it sounds is like a ladyboy bar. If I, if I, if I draw <laughs> it out, if I draw the house out, but no, it's, they have this show there. Um, Does it involve ping pong balls? It involves everything. It involves, <laughs> it involves ping pong balls, um, whistles, um, cigarettes. Um, use, real, your, use your imagination. Real pole <laughs> dancing, where you know they, they're spinning upside down and walking mm. on the ceiling and stuff like that. Wow, it's wow. like theatre. It's like something you'd see in Paris. It's like a circus. It, it's a circus and a sewer. <laughs> That's what Lou Reed said, isn't it? It's a circus and a sewer. Circus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's two hundred bar drink now. And I, I what? Um, yeah, it's like one, cowboy. These are small beers too, right? Yeah, for a, for a bottle of beer. Yeah. That's um, mental. And I worked it out. I'd spent three thousand baht just on drinks. Wow, um, hundred dollars, a hundred, a hundred dollars on 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 booze. And um, anyway, I lost my friend. He disappeared into the night. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd get a taxi home. And he was staying at my family house. Right. Um, and the next morning, um, uh, you, bo- have, you bo- have problems with that word, don't bo- you? Bo- morning, morning. Is, you did that the other week. Morning. <laughs> I noticed it, but I thought it was cute. Really, (laughs) go on. Um, um, My partner says, "Oh, Mark's brought somebody home with him." No way! Oh, to your house, to my house, and he was Mark. What are you thinking? (laughs) He was was sleeping on the sofa. It's not like he had no. And I got three teenage boys or two teenage boys at home at the moment, Um, and I just I walked down. I said. My wife I would said, have gone mental. I said, that Mark, that's just wildly inappropriate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said, yeah, but I don't know what to do. I haven't I haven't got any money on me to get rid of it. I said, oh, <sighs> here you go. Um, 
just just make sure she goes now or he or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just get out of the house. I think we've gotten away with it. I think the kids are still sleeping. So just mm. whatever you do, do it quickly mm. and don't fucking do it again. You know, this is I've got neighbours. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little shop opposite. Old yeah. lady. It's not like she's going to see this and not tell anyone, is it? Yeah. You know, the whole the whole neighbourhood you know, keep them in gossip for a whole week mm. or you know, probably the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, so I went back upstairs. Oh, just just get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, and uh, went down again. And she's still there, or he's still there, whatever it was. I don't know. I never worked out. Um, so, so you you think there was a little bit? It might have been a a toy. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Right, that okay. would have probably been There's worse. always a chance when you're oh in those God. parts. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you walked down in the middle of the night and he was bent over the sofa and getting <laughs> rotted from behind. <laughs> and just waves at you like this. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> yeah, you, you got him. That was a little pickle there, wasn't it? Oh, shit. So, how, so is your wife still mad? I mean, do, how. Sorry. He stayed at your house for how long? A few days? Um. We left shortly after that. Oh, really? <laughs> Tuesday right. till um, uh, Thursday night. Tuesday, Wednesday, right. Thursday. Okay. And I guess that was the Wednesday. Right. <laughs> and how how's your wife now? Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it was a little bit inappropriate. Yeah. Say the least. <laughs> Something similar happened with me, actually. Where, except it was, um, I was at work. And my wife was at work and we had somebody staying at our house and uh, we got back after work and basically there's like a used condom at the side of the bed, our bed. And, oh, uh, no. Uh, and my wife found it and she was like, oh, my God. It was one of your mates. Yeah. You had sex in your bed? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably had sex in every room. And yeah. Finished I, I, off in uh, the bed. I love him to bits. He's, he's a really good mate, so I, I, I'm not going to hang him out to dry, but... um. Yeah, I think uh, I, th- I think a lot of people in in Europe and Australia and what are sex starved. They're starved of human contact and intimacy. And I think when they come here, and you know, you get that female or she male touch. It's it's they hard think, to resist. They think they're in a different world where different rules apply. And, uh, and in some ways, they are. But <laughs> but it's it's not but, if you but, live here. It's, it's yeah. even stricter than. Back yes. west for like morals yes. and codes yes. and stuff like that. They just don't show that they're upset a lot of the time. Yeah. The Thai people, they kind of hide it. But mm. um, yeah, I, I, I guess they are. But even if, if, if they're engaging in commercial sex, you know, um, I guess it is a different world. Mm. I, just, I guess there are different rules of you know, <coughs> How much work. did you have to give them to, to go away? 2K? Wow. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. So it's definitely a hooer. Definitely a pro. Two um, K. That's yeah, a bar girl probably. Someone from a bar. I think if you go down the street, it's a little bit, a little bit cheaper, isn't it? Maybe. Well, one, it would have been one, one of half. those little pop-up bars. Um, yeah. You see on the street, especially if it was a good toy, because yeah. it's mostly lady boys down that sort of end of sucking bit with the, on the pop-up. Uh, but you know, I mean, he came here. He he uh, he lived out a fantasy, something that he's probably been masturbating about for for the last ten years, and you know, he got he got what he wanted. As so that, in some uh, ways, that saying on that side of the bus that got everybody up in arms. Uh, what it was? Uh, get off in Thailand. Get oh, off yeah, in Thailand. Air Asia. Did he, he fly Air Asia? Yeah, he got off on my sofa. I don't know what I'm <laughs> do, do, you sometimes, do you sometimes think about that when you're sitting watching a bit of TV? Just like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Disinfect those cushions somehow. Oh, dear. Terrible. But do, 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 you, do you feel the same that uh, people are a little bit sex starved in in the west like a little bit uh like it's hard to get a girl it is genuinely hard to get a good girlfriend isn't it in in europe and and america i mean most of the women a lot of the women are quite overweight if you don't mind me saying and and i'm no i'm not i'm no slim guy you know what i mean but um getting getting a good one is very very difficult well, you know, it's difficult to I, i mean a lot of guys have like really good game you know they know how to play it um, they know how to deliver themselves and stuff like this, um, and it's a bit of an art form. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't have that, I mean, I, I don't have that. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like socially illiterate. Um, but um, you've, you've got to have that. And it's a performance, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's a game that you play. And uh, you, women here are a lot more approachable, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't like you, um, they won't tell you straight away. And it's just Whereas, because you've got currency with white skin as well. No matter how ugly you are, how old you are, it is... An, an additional you have got uh, not an advantage well yes you've got a bit of an advantage here I would say well you've got a, a huge disadvantage with the language if you don't speak Thai yeah um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that the skin colour was the, um, the the advantage I would probably oh, I, say it's I more would. financially um, oh, okay. so if if all if all the wealth was with no with, but, with, but with, Arabs with, Arabs don't do well with Thai women though do they um if they're rich, they're I, rich. Yeah, well, I don't yeah, know. as long as they're not they're not like dressed up in uh, camouflage gear and stuff like that. Hijabs. Oh no, that's the women, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, Arab people are you know good-looking people. They're beautiful people. Yeah. Some um, of the women. So yeah, if the they Arab if they dress, if you've been to like uh, Dubai or somewhere like that, you know. Um, so if they dress in modern clothes, there's no reason at all. Modern. <laughs> well, 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 what's the opposite of traditional? Uh, modern, right? If they dress in modern clothes, yeah, uh, so, yeah. There's there's no reason, um, you know. I just Asian had a, had a, had a thought that they're, they're all in like uh, sort of, I don't know, potato sacks and <laughs> leather. I don't know, no, it's like the, some Game of Thrones shit. On that, what you were saying, Michael. Uh, Skin color is is especially the white skin color means beauty in this mm. part of the world. That's why all the women well, are trying to be trying to be. They're trying to lighten their skin. Yeah. And the, oh, all the snails. All the ac- all the <laughs> actors are are white, light complected. Half, and, half. Yeah. yeah, and and my girlfriend yeah. made a made an interesting point yesterday. She's like, I like this this guy on this commercial. I was like, why? She's like, because he actually looks Thai, like a normal Thai person. Mm. Everybody on TV normally looks like Thai Korean or something like that. But finally she saw something different and was like, wow, that's That's cool. cool. You know, instead of, you know, because everybody's just trying to get white skin. And, you know, some of these people don't even look Thai. Most of them are Lucrans, right? James, I think, on TV. On on TV, a lot of them are, yeah. Yeah, They're white, which is half, half. And a lot of them have... um, Half white, half time. You know, a little mm. bit, of, a little bit of surgery as well. There's a lot of fake noses oh, the, out there. The thinning um, of the, yeah. of the sort of nose, yeah, yeah. But the really white, um, and you see some uh, women like Chinese origin that are really, really white. You know, yeah. much whiter I don't than like it, any. I must say, and it can be like over. It doesn't look healthy, does it? That's yeah, I see it a looks, lot of people who I who I presume to be Japanese who just have very pale complexions, but they look Asian. And mm. it looks, as you say, they look sick. And uh, my wife doesn't understand that when we take a bit of a beach holiday and we go to Koh Samui or we go down to Koh Chang and she gets a little bit of colour, it drives me mad. I love it. I think she's so beautiful when she's got, like, dark skin. And I, w- and I think a lot of, correct me if I'm wrong, do you like dark skin? Thai women, I do. Um, and I think a lot, a lot of Thai women would do better if they and I think forgot about mar- marketeers and um, the f- um, the cosmetic industry mm. um, make a lot of money, and 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 the tourist industry as well. That people basically make a lot of money out of turning us into things that we aren't naturally right. So the West wants to achieve darker skin, and the East wants to achieve whiter skin. Yeah, that was that was that was where I was going next. It's like yeah, when you when you're tan when you're tan, you go to the beach. It's a sign of beauty in, yeah. in the Western and world. Wealth. Yeah. And then I and then I go to my girlfriend. and We went to a UTO one weekend, and then I say, "Wow, baby, looks like you got a little bit darker." She, ooh, I almost got a right hook, man. Yeah. You don't tell a Thai woman she looks a little like bit it? darker. Do you like oh, yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I mean, I never dated her for her skin color. I mean, mm. but you dated I mean, her for a bottom, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well. Baby, a got a nice bottom. A family is <laughs> but, uh, uh, We're at four o'clock. Uh, we, is our guest due to arrive in a minute, James? Is it, will he call you when he comes? Um, I, th- I think we should just keep going for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm just worried that he's sort of downstairs kicking his heels and sort of thinking, where are we? He, he will call you, right? Yeah, and he, he knows people here as well. Oh, cool. So right. let, let's yeah, roll yeah. on I mean, for I a little can, bit. I can talk for it. Or, or if you boys keep going, I'll, 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 I can just run down and have a look. 
Yeah, well, I was telling some of these guys, I, 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 there's there's this weird thing that's going around on the internet right now where there's a fascination with serial killers, especially with like this new yeah. Ted Bundy movie oh, coming nope out. Serial killers. But I mean, now they're like making a. It's really sick how people are like making jokes out of. <laughs> Serial killers and killings. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm really fascinated about this one, and they like they yeah. make a joke out of it. And you're like, fuck, man, these people actually <laughs> fucking die brutally, and here we are, like, talking Do, about this b- weird fascination. B- before, and- before you guys uh, joined the show, we had Peter Vronsky on, uh, who's a serial killer expert. Um, that was the same day as my debut, and I think the first it? thing I did was make a joke about a serial killer. Yeah, when I was on the Rose podcast, West, I think, wasn't it? Serial Baker, I think. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I love serial killers, and I I, I just find the subject uh, bone-chilling and uh, interesting, and it really sort of makes my the, my hackle stand up. And, um, so you said you watched the, the Fred West documentary. Yeah, right? the... What 25 it, Cromwell Street. 25 Cromwell Street. They are... Uh, they are a particularly special set of human beings, and Fred they, and Rosewood. Yeah, and they were like making jokes about, oh yeah, you don't want to end up like your sister in the bo- back of the, on the underneath Under the, the patio. patio. Yeah, as a joke, and they said it around other people, and other people thought it was really weird. They said that because she was missing yeah. at that point, yeah. and then uh, they ended up digging it up, and they found what, all the bodies oh there. Yeah. Well, well, Rose, they, they used to cruise the streets at night looking for runaways, hitchhikers, and all that kind of stuff. And Rose West, uh, Fred's wife who just looks a picture in those sort of 80s massive glasses um, with short hair, a typical kind of... I mean, she was disgusting, really. But so she used to... um, Because she was there with Fred, the women felt comfortable getting into the car, which is particularly heinous from her point of view. And then, uh, I mean, I've read the book, actually, and they would kind of like get girls back there while they were still alive, I think, uh, Fred put one of them on a meat hook and hung her up. Yeah, yeah. While she was still alive, and just imagine what these. I mean, there's all sorts of weird shit as well because like people lived there, what and I think there, um, Rose West was a prostitute as well. Yeah. So oh, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. What was their actual like their childhood like um, as when when they were growing up? Did oh, it mention in the yeah in the, the book? The book yeah. I mean, Fred West did the first murder when he was pretty young before he met Rose. I think. In his home, he, he was abused as a kid. Was he? Was there a cycle I of can't abuse? Remember, actually, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember. James. Normally, there is, isn't there? In these, these kind of like they, yeah. were, they were too. Well, like Richie too... was saying, there's, there's a from a profiler's FBI profiler's point of view, there's, there's like a, an overbearing mother, bedwetting. Oh yes, yeah. Um, mutilation of animals, powerless or distant, or absent father. Yeah. So all these things basically uh, point uh, give you a good uh, a good pointer as to whether you're going to end up a psycho or not. Yeah. <laughs> all right, James. But there are also people out there like I you know, like what was it like Ted Bundy who even said I had a great childhood, I had great parents, yeah. and they just uh, they're just uh, they they there's just really odd people who have yeah. some kind of psychological tick that you know or some kind of. Odd yeah. pleasure and Ted Bundy's. I can't remember if it's Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy. I think it might have been Dahmer actually, uh, whose father sort of sticks by. I think that was Dahmer actually, but yeah, Bundy was Bundy did the women, right? Yeah, and Dahmer did the guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I have you watched that documentary on Netflix? I haven't got no, I haven't. I don't have a Netflix account, but I'm going to have to borrow one to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it just fascinates me, that this, like, serial killer world, man. How people, I don't know, gravitate towards that, that kind of thing. And, and, and it's always like a ramping up of, of uh, behavior as well. Like, they start, it's, there's always a progression, you know what I mean? Really, really strange stuff, man. And then they get off with getting away with it like well i got away with one yeah. let's let's go on to the next one and and yeah. usually i find it very odd that under police interrogation they they admit to their crimes mm. if i had done something i would go to my grave saying that i didn't do it they 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 i think they take some kind of pleasure in in, in admitting it and they're like like okay you guys got me and they're laughing at the cops like yeah you got yeah. me I, I killed all these people like because like, i always thought as well why, why do serial killers have an mo why do they have a modus operandi where they do the same? They have the same type of victims and they kill them in the same way, 
because that just points that once you get caught for one, they link you to all these others. But I guess they're not thinking like, oh, let's change it up a bit on this murder and let's... It's a kink, isn't it? They want a specific type of people and they want to kill them in a specific way. They're not thinking about getting away from police. I had an interesting thought. Yeah. What if the way that they kill people correlates with how they're thinking or how they're feeling? Because, like, when you stab someone, they're still Very alive. Yeah. yeah, you're like you're looking at them, you're stabbing them, or when you're when you're strangling somebody, you you yeah. literally have to put your strength into it, like you dominate somebody. Yeah. And you watch their life. If, no, I think I think you're dead right. Like, if you shoot somebody. Then it's impersonal. It's, almost, it's always it's like cowardly, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's so impersonal. quick, you, you know what I mean? But have you ever heard how difficult it is to strangle someone to death? Probably like, extremely difficult. Yeah, I, I'm I've sure. heard you some, got you got fighting <clears throat> and scratching. Yeah, and, I've heard I've heard some uh, really sort of in depth analysis of how difficult it is, and you really it takes a long time. Firstly. To actually strangle probably, the life probably about out of five them. minutes. I think the brain without oxygen. And is five a lot minutes. of the time. They break bones in the neck as well uh, because they've got to push so hard to actually strangle somebody. But did did you did you see the recent um, uh, the guy that killed his entire family in in America? Uh, I can't remember what he's called called now. Chris, uh, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he buried he buried him out in the desert or something like that. Well, yeah. So basically, he he had a girlfriend. Um, Oh man, I'm gonna have to find the name now. Oh, it was but, separate from his wife. Yeah, he, he had a girlfriend, and he wanted to leave his wife, and he had two young daughters to be with his girlfriend. So he got back. His, his wife got back from an overseas trip one night, uh, and basically, he strangled her to death. Um, and then he put her in the car, took the two kids, put them in the back of the car. He he worked on oil fields, so he took them out to this oil field. Um, he buried his wife, and then he strangled both of his two young, blonde, cute daughters and uh, put them in these oil tanks. And basically, the, the openings for these oil tanks were very small, so he had to, like, literally force them in. Um, what's he called now? I'm going to have to find the name of this guy now. Uh, Kills his family. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing that story, and it was uh, pretty shocking. Chris Watts, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they're starting to already have documentaries on, on how psychotic this guy was. Yeah, but he could have just left his wife. Yeah. Why not just, just have the it's, balls, it's, it's man? It's pure coward. It's cowardness. Yeah. It's like, you know, there are repercussions of actions that you take, like leaving your wife or leaving your it's girlfriend. It's going to cost you some money. But why Speak. do you have to take someone's life or... or a, Two baby girls yeah. as well, man. I mean... Th- thank God! Right now, he's absolutely tortured and tormented in prison. Mm. He he's crying all the time. He can't believe what he's done. But imagine that! Imagine anyway. I just can't think. I just can't fathom that he's never done any crimes in his life. He wants to leave his wife for for his new girlfriend. Just leave your wife, man. Okay, it's going to be painful. It's going to cost you a bit of money. You know. But, but how, did, how does he figure and, he's going to get away with that? I don't know. Like his wife and kids because are just going to leave and they're just going to disappear. And all the vid- You can watch all the videos, uh, Jordan, on the internet of his, of his full interview from when he's saying he's not doing it till he confesses. And there's also footage of him um, at, like, neighbor's house. He's at a neighbor's house, right, with a policeman. You can see it from the policeman's uh, lapel cam. And he's at his neighbor's house. And his neighbor's... Uh, got security footage on his TV, so he's flicking between camera to camera on the night that he did it. And you can just see Chris loading the bodies into his car, but you can't make out what it is. Really? And he's there, and you can see him absolutely, the body language, and he's, like, touching his head and stuff. He's freaking out, man, because he knows his, his time's, like... Anyway, enough about serial killers. <laughs> 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 is that our guest texting you? Is he coming? That's Chris Catton-Smith. Is it? What's he saying? Yeah, he's coming down. Um, he said to me he'd be at four, but now he said six. We've got to put this away. But he won't be here till six. Uh, okay. We've got to... Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Is he coming so, to discuss your documentary? Yeah, I was thinking we should get him on for a pod as well. Mm. We should get him on for a podcast, even if for like oh, 10 yeah, or man. 20 minutes. That would be a and great we could, idea. We could promote the... Uh, 
the documentary as well. Yeah. Because he's got some stories, as Chris. Oh, take it from a man who works long days with him and travels around with him. He's never short of... <laughs> he's never short of a tall towel or two. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that, that guy's lived like 20 lives. It's just... <laughs> Like you know, you there got, are people like that that are just they're just unbelievable people mm. who are just like they've got a story for every year that spans across. But you, do you wonder if maybe I've lived as if you've lived as good a life as that, but you just can't remember the stories or you can't tell them in a good way, or do you think some people just have lived better life? I do wonder if it's all in the narrative, if it's all in the way you can. Everybody has a story, right? Yeah, everybody's but got not, not necessarily an interesting one. <laughs> well, I mean, there's books that you, you read books, or there's movies that are more interesting to others than other yeah. people. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I make up stuff and put them in books, but mm. some people just make up things about their life and stuff yeah. like that as well. You know, oh, I, that's I, I weird, mean, isn't it? When I people meeting lie. people in, uh, when I was living Especially up in here, San yeah. for a while, and a lot of these retiree um, um, old expats. And you, you, they you, can reinvent you, themselves. You do the right? maths, and he must be like 170 years old. <laughs> if he's, you know, if he was like a, you know, a, a RAF fighter pilot for 20 years, and was, you know, uh, in the yeah. navy for 30 years, and he was SAS for 10 years, and then he owned a, you know, a, a, a yacht um, building firm <laughs> yeah. in London for another 25 years. It's like, how old are you, man? It's like, <laughs> but it's <laughs> pathetic. It's sad, together. isn't it, that these guys have probably lived shit, quite shit lives. They're probably divorcees and they've come a, a in. A kitchen fitter in Grimsby. Yeah, you know, the whole life. And the thing <laughs> is, you've got a second chance to reinvent yourself here, and a lot of people do. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to lie about your former life. I mean, come and reinvent yourself, and and you know have a new personality in, but don't lie, man. But I mean, you can sense it a mile off, can't you, when someone's bullshitting you? Know? There was a, gu- there was so. a guy that used to hang around um, the bars here, and I remember once I was, I was sitting reading a newspaper, reading the Bangkok Post back in the days when we read newspapers. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember them. And he uh, he just came up to me and started talking to me and, and uh, you know, um, said he was, uh, he was looking for um, a bar girl that had gone missing and he was working as like a private investigator or something like that. Private dick. <laughs> uh, which was funny because I was writing a book, my first book about a private investigator at the mm. time, so I thought I'd humour him. And um, we were talking about jobs and stuff like that. I talked about what I did back in the West. And I was like, oh, so what, what was your, your occupation? He said, I can't tell you. Um, <laughs> he said, but I can write it down. So he got what? a pen from the bar, and on my newspaper, he wrote three letters. S-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he think was listening, though? I mean, Jesus Christ. Did he, he, have, a tin foil, did he have a tinfoil hat on? <laughs> it, was, it was common to hear people that, that made up these military parts here. You know, there was mm. a lot of SAS in Bangkok. A lot of stolen valour. Back in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Back in the uh, the early noughties, there were a lot of uh, green berets and uh, heroes, heroes Jeez. taking a break. You know? As you say, people come over here and reinvent themselves, and maybe they maybe they just come over here and they just adopt a personality and they just go with mm. it. Because honestly, there are you can go to different places here in Bangkok and you could pick a new persona every night. Mm. I'm more outgoing than here than I am at home. Yeah, because I I at home in my hometown. Uh, it was quite a small town. We had just so many funny people and we had such a good laugh and there's so many strong characters that I was a little bit quiet. So I'm definitely more outgoing here than uh, than I am at home. But I don't lie, you know. But I mean, I think when you, like when all of us go home, we also adapt or we also adopt a new personality from where where we, because we moved yeah, away and yeah. we go back. And that's, now people, that's true. And well, now people see us as, we're not, we're, not the, we're not the small town guy or whatever yeah. that in the same place. We're living in Bangkok, Thailand. You've got a few stories. You're, yeah, you got a few stories mm. and people want to listen to you and you, 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 mm. you know, when you're away for 10 months, they want to see you, you know, instead of seeing you every day, that's you know, true. you kind of lose your, yeah, that, you got, that's you you with that now, haven't you? I remember the first time I, I came back from, my tour of Asia, I felt like I conquered the world in mm. a way, and all mm. these people back home um, led kind of simple. Um, I did know. as well. Actually, did, did yeah. you do that? And looking back, but that was I, the first fe- time, I feel yeah. like I made a bit of a dick for myself. Mm. Looking mm. back, I felt yeah. that there's a there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance, mm. you know. And if you've been travelling and you have all these stories and 
Really, no one's interested. And that's <laughs> this, the, that is a good point. And as much as I talk <laughs> about it, fuck, yeah. yeah, people are like, oh, you live there? Oh, that's nice. And then you're on to the next subject. The really mm-hmm. cool thing to do is to go back and to have like a, a new worldly interest in the, you know, the, the guy's um, grocery shop or something like that, you know, where the products are coming from. You know, oh, I saw that vegetable when I was in Chile or whatever. You know, that would be the cool way to do it. But instead, you're like, well, that time I was in Ecuador and I ate guinea pig, you know, and it's really, really not that interesting. Yeah. I got to say, think you're yeah. being a bit of a dick. I know. And I, 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 am, I am guilty of that when I go back and I have a few too many Long Island iced teas. I talk about my stories in Asia and you, you they, mm. it's like you, you know, came came back from yeah. that deep Amazon jungle. You, you, know? you wonder if they, <laughs> in hindsight they were probably humouring me when I was telling these stories. Yeah, and, like, and, and and when you've sort of left the bar for the night, all yeah. your friends are saying, oh, yeah, "How many times did he talk God, about he Thailand?" Dick, Jesus, nobody goes to Thailand. That's, that's what point. he does to you. <laughs> I think Jesus. yeah. I think before I moved to Bangkok, I was living in Laos, and all I was like, "Yeah, I was living in Laos, I was doing mm. this," and my brother's like, well, finally came to a point where was, "Dude." How many times do you have to fucking say you were living in Laos? <laughs> Every fucking person you meet, you were telling them you were living in Laos. And, and, let, me be, and let me be honest with you. They don't know where the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, isn't like, that realization when somebody points it out, though, and someone who you love, like your brother, points it out, you just feel such a dick. Yeah, and, like, and, you, oh and you, you, if it's someone else, you're like, oh, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. But someone close, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're fucking. They're they're, they're on to something here. Yeah. <laughs> I might need to work on this a little bit. Uh, it's good. That's good to. It's good to hear this shit, though, isn't it? Because now, when I go back next time, I'll be like, eh, "What have you been up to? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. Oh, you know, just just living over just there. living. Same but hotter. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good more very, skin problems. Very very. Yeah, good I mean, point. even though that some really exciting things do happen, um, you know. Make, making films and stuff like that, making yeah, documentaries. You, and you, you especially have got but a cool... I have to rein it in, man. I mm. can't be telling my parents what I'm up to, you know. I've got to be interested in how their vegetable patch is getting along uh. and, you know, and, and, you know, what grandma's doing this year. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, it's, it's you, you want to. You want to, like, share your good news and your exciting stories and stuff, but mm. really, I don't think anyone cares. No. <laughs> Because I, I know how little I care when someone else is telling me a story. Well, yeah, just about put that. yourself in there. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We were talking about the essay. You're either jealous or yeah. they're a little bit jealous and because you want to be there or you just go give a shit anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you think about it like a military person who went and traveled abroad or something. They go back and tell their stories. You're like, oh, yeah, that was cool. I've seen things. That was cool. That was cool. Or, <laughs> oh, shit. And then you're like, okay. Yeah, you told that. All right, cool. And you're like ready to move on in the next. Uh... Yeah, have you ever been with someone who repeats the same stories over and over again? It's like Jesus Christ, man. Especially when they got a few beers down them. Yeah. The anyway, <laughs> yeah, there was there was I, I should there was a guy who was an old um, he was a uh, music video producer who I ended up working with in a school one year, a few years ago. Mm. He, he'd like fallen from a long. Uh, you know, his throne. <laughs> he'd fallen from. He'd fallen a long distance. He called. He said he'd gone to the hundred thousand to a hundred thousand club, which is a hundred thousand pounds. He came to Thailand with, which he converted into a hundred thousand baht in two years. <laughs> um, but but he'd have all, all these stories about you know uh, hanging out with Blur and uh, filming Park Life and you know all these all these stories about going to Hollywood and you know meeting these A list uh, actors and stuff. And after like two weeks, he had exhausted the stories, mm. and then he just repeated them. Oh, fuck me. And a lot of the guys in the office had been working with him for you know, um, you know, for a couple of years. And this, this would be like you know, literally the fiftieth time they'd heard this story. Um, I, I think he was kind of mentally ill, maybe Asperger's yeah. or something. But uh, he had no idea, and he, he had no idea that he was talking a lot of the time. Uh, but he was constantly no talking about himself, mm. constantly talking about himself. And it's, a lot of it was kind of funny the first time. Yeah. But then you hear the story again, it's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really in. self-conscious about stuff like that. Really. Yeah. And we all know I someone I, who I tells I a story one too many times. Yeah. Like, and then they, they start to tell the story, you're like, 
oh, you, you try to play it off like, oh, oh yeah, I remember you said this, and then like, yeah, 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 and then they keep going. You're like, fuck, man, that was a fucking hint. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and you name the next detail, the next detail, and they're like, yeah, 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 and then they still inch towards finishing the story. You're like, yeah, man, how many hints can you? Do? <laughs> I, I tell you the funniest thing, man. I, I someone told me a story once um, about something. Okay. It was a story about a... I wrote an article once. I was reviewing a comedy gig, yeah? And um, the, the story was I wrote it, published it, that I went to see a comedy gig, and at the end I was being, heck, I was being uh, bullied by the com- comedian, and he was asking me, what do you do for a job? What do you do for a job? And I said, I, I review comedy shows, um, and like that was the punchline of the article. And I was having a beer with someone, and they told me that story from their point of view. So they'd obviously read this article oh, really? and they had adopted it for themselves <laughs> and then told the author. <laughs> That's oh, brilliant. Oh, man, that is brilliant. Yeah, imagine if you've ever adopted a story from someone else and you've told it to the actual... I'm sure I have. <laughs> you've told it to the actual oh, not author. Not to the author, but yeah. I'm, sure I've, I'm sure I've picked up a few things from books and magazines and yeah. relayed them, but never to the <laughs> author. <laughs> it's copyright infringement. <laughs> Get sued at the bar. Do, do you guys ever think you'll you'll uh, you'll go home? I mean, you 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 told me the day when we were talking about this that you've always got a bag packed and you're ready. And I was I was like shocked to hear that. I was like, God, I've got to review my sort of. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's a lot plan. of people leaving at the moment. Actually, there yeah. is. Yeah, there's a lot of older guys that have been particularly in the in the art scene here. Um, and this because of the retirement thing, the, well, the money. Leaving. There's not as much work as there used to be. For there's not as many um, film production teams um, in town making movies mm-hmm. anymore. The exchange rate uh, means it's better to shoot in Eastern European, Eastern European countries, or uh, um, Malaysia or Vietnam or something like that. A lot oh. of um, international investment is uh, not um, coming into Thailand so much anymore. Um, and the retirement visa, the exchange rates, mm. um, getting older, you know, health insurance policies, stuff mm. like that. That's a big um, one. I mean, if you've got cancer, I mean, you'd do well to fuck off back to England yeah. and just rape the NHS, wouldn't you? I mean, but yeah, dude, I'd have no problems moving, and it wouldn't. I don't feel like England is home really too much. I would, but I would certainly look at another base. Somewhere else to to work. Do you think you could reinvent yourself like somewhere else other than mm. England? That's interesting. Like go to another Asian country, you mean? Or mm, yeah, I've, I've been looking at China for a long time now. Oh, well, you got now. your foot off halfway out the door already, yeah. man. Yeah, okay. I just did that this year. You know, I was living in law for two years, and then I moved That's here cool, to Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely possible. Well, I mean, I'm single, you know what I mean? Well, I have a girlfriend, yeah. but I mean... Oh, I not, she's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were single, I mean, single, I'm not, it, it, as in not, not married. Yeah, okay. Okay, sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I do have that leisure of being able to pick up my bags and, and mm. go somewhere. But if I ended up having a wife or something like but that, it would be... you've got kids as well, James. Kids, I mean, it would be exponential. You've got to yeah, think about that. But the, at least they're grown up, right? Yeah, the, Ish. the oldest is going to Brazil mm. in July on an exchange wow. and... Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty. They're almost grown up. So, man, I left this far. You know, I think. But I'd always keep a base here. I'd always keep a base here. But how? Do you know? Uh, I worry every day now about kids. I really want kids. Me and my wife are trying, and I just think we've got to get it done soon. Or because I just, I mean, the, there are certain positives about not having kids. Some, but I think there are far more negatives. I mean, just just being old with no real sort of family around you, no youth in terms of family. I I do think that's I don't know. Like like when Richie the other day he told us he's about to be a granddad. I was like, oh my god, that's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Having that kind of it's like a foundation that underpins you. Really, I I see I see children as as a strong foundation that underpins your life and it drives you and it pushes you and it motivates you. And well, that's true. Um, there was mm. an interview of a film producer, George Lucas, someone like that. Um, he said if he didn't have kids, mm. uh, there's no way he would have been driven to make the decisions he did mm. and do the films he did, you know, and work as hard as he did. Um, because when you're working just for yourself, um, you only have to work like a quarter 
of of of, of the effort. Yeah. And just imagine when you're 72 years old and you know you've just got no, there's just no one. I mean, okay, you might have a few friends and stuff, but if you've got no family, that it bugs me. It worries well, me. Well, the mind needs to keep active, I think. Mm. Um, and I see it with my, my parents now. It's, uh, um, and I see it with the older guys here in Bangkok. A lot of single people are on social media a lot, probably too much, mm. because they just need to have that kind of connection with the outside world, right. which they're not getting through the family that they don't have a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, I think family occupies the mind. Um, mm. it, 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 it Socially, you get to um, um, build relationships that should last um, longer than friendships or um, business mm. relationships. Um, but there are a lot of positives to, n- to not having children. I mean, the freedom of movement that we just talked about. Um, yeah. It's extremely expensive I'll, now for, for schools. I, I understand that, but I've got some friends... Uh, in England who got pregnant while we were still at school and it was like you stupid blah 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 you you're pregnant and your life's ruined and blah 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 and now they're the same age as me and their kids are working and they're they're 39 and their kids are working so they can go travel wherever they they've got the fr- they've got the freedom yeah, I mean I did it early and I think uh, yeah I think it's good to do it early that's so not a, that's, not that's the point. best yeah. way I wish to god that I'd had kids when I was young. Because if you have kids now, dude, um, you're you're going to be sixty something by the time they're um, graduating I'm 39, high school. So yeah, no, no. fifty-five, 16 16 years high school. Yeah, but they you can't just quit school. At, yeah, but they're, they're gonna okay, I'm going to be sixty, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then, oh, and even now, like nowadays, twenty before the, they're the, at university, right? So. The nurturing window now has gone up even more, too, where, like, you're having to put your kids through or assist your kids with college. So mm. even though they're not in the house anymore, which you're, the expenses that you would have yeah. providing well, for them. They're not going to get any of that. They're not going go to <laughs> private, not gonna go to private schools. They'll go to a Bangkok school and, mm. they'll, and they'll go to uh, a university that's free because that's what yeah. I did. But you have to go to university, don't you, um, in, in, in Asia. Mm. Otherwise, you're just not considered... Yeah. Worthy of employment. We'll get back it's to not, the UK. Not though. like in our day when we could just quit school at 16 and get a job, mm. you know, in the city or whatever. But yeah, and that's fucked up. I, I really think that's to the detriment of society as a whole, that people just can't drop out. And I mean, you think of all these guys, these entrepreneurs like, you know, Branson yeah, you learn and so all much. these guys who just, they didn't have college educations. You learn so much, 16, 17, 18. Mm. at work with adults you know um at the top of their game you know i was 17 mm. years old i was working at with these financial um uh leaders you know in in the city of london mm. who were at the top of their fucking game man and mm. i wouldn't have learned as much sitting in a room with a bunch of other students um at that age i think uh but i mean even nowadays they're having shortages on trade trade jobs plumbers you know mechanics you know, in some of these countries, because they're where they're pushing education, like my generation, they said you need to go to college, and now uh, everybody's going to college and there's no jobs, mm. and now all these people are in debt, up to their heads in debt, and no jobs, and flying to Bangkok to become school teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, you, that was your. That was no, your that was my. That was my. That was my what, career path. Yeah, I did not fall into it. I chose it. And uh, I gotten flack before from people who say, uh, you know, like engineers and stuff like that. When I talked to him at a table, I talked to one engineer and he's a good guy, but I think he just had a little bit too much to drink. He was like, oh, I was more I'm, I was more driven than you in life. That's why I became ma- making all this money, making an engineer and you're just a teacher. Fuck that guy. What a dick. He told me that to my face and I was like, wait, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, you're an engineer. You make a lot of money, but don't you send your kids to school? Mm. Yeah, they have teachers, right? What a fucking asshole! He's like, yeah, and you had a teacher. You're, you had a professor that taught you how to be an engineer, right? Yep. Mm. So where, where where the hell are teachers not you know one of the, a, a respected profession just because they don't make mm. you know as as much money as these other other jobs? You know what I mean? Like a, a you can't get into any of these jobs without someone teaching you how to do it. Mm. So everywhere in the world, you have a teacher oh, teaching you. 
know why that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I, it's just one of those things yeah. where, like, you never think that that would come up in a conversation, and it did. We're an hour into this now. Um, should we take a little break? Sure. Is, it, is, it, is your guy going to come today? Um, I'm not sure. Or 33. Okay, let, let's let's hit stop. Fuck the icons. I can shoot the icons. Fuck the icons. I can shoot the icons. Fuck the icons. I can shoot the icons. Shoot the icons. Fuck the icons.